0: maybe yes sir michiana's sports leader 96.1 fm wsbt presents johnny that's
1: better than most how about him that is better than most
2: better than most the golf show i'm a big believer in fate i have a good feeling about this that's all i'm gonna tell you
3: we welcome you to another edition of the golf show on michiana sports leader 96.1 fm wsbt good morning my name is Darren Pritchett and I'm joined by my favorite co hosts. Of course, the weekday sportspeak co hosts never hear this show, so I'm okay for saying that.
2: Do you have a do you have a, a show during the week? <laughs> I wasn't aware of that.
1: Well, I know he doesn't have a co host when he does the hockey games or the baseball. No, he yeah, doesn't.
3: Yeah, we have that. the mouse pads and everything for the show. It's fantastic. That's We're ready funny. to roll. That's funny. Those God. people giggling and the funny guys, we've got John Foster, the general manager at Notre Dame's Warren, and Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn Golf Club. Are we going to make it through this segment?
2: I don't know. All you may not. We're going to be just fine.
3: I'll just, I'll just keep it.
2: So he's got a co-host, but you don't.
3: Yes. Exactly okay. right. I've never heard that I'm your favorite host either, so I'm a little disappointed about that, but maybe sometime I'll earn my stripes. After all these years. <laughs>
2: we all need goals,
3: Darren. Yeah. <laughs> Did Foster take, like, funny lessons? He's no. more funny this year than last year, Tim. I, I, know. I think it
2: has to do with the onset of senility <laughs> that makes one even funnier. So. Well, could you
3: look up senility real
2: quick? <laughs> that
3: a word? Tim and I looked at each yeah. other like, what's
2: he talking about?
3: I'm sorry, oldies. guys.
2: I forgot who I was with. I'll try to dumb it down a little bit. <laughs> and I'll speak more slowly as well.
3: <laughs> well, this is the start of a busy, Sports Day. We have the South Bend Cubs tonight at 7 five You guys should stop by some by sometime and do a half inning. If it stops raining, I'd love to come out.
1: I mean, you, would,
2: you wouldn't put stretch. us on the air. Oh, absolutely! Can It'd I, be a great half inning. Really? Can wouldn't I tell you some old that? baseball stories that I experienced? Some of Some of them. My Larry Bird stories when we were on the same team.
3: Can you share that story here?
2: No. Well, no, then can't. you can't share it it's on the not, South Bend Cubs. I have a Larry Bird golf story, but it's way too long and it goes back to high school, too.
3: Well, we are on cable sometimes I, it, with South Bend Cubs baseball, oh, making, but
2: uh, not on that type uh, of cable like in order
3: channels. to. Yes, okay. that, would be, that would be in
2: another. I've I often area. wondered whatever happened to that guy after high school, Larry, oh, Larry Bird. Yeah. Poor he guy. just lost his job. He just, yeah, he's well, looking I for work. He, I think he gladly gave his job up. Yeah. <laughs> well, he
3: kind of traded Kawhi Leonard, who has turned out to yeah. be one of the best players in the NBA. And, yeah. yeah. yeah I know and now he's got Paul George, who doesn't stop
2: crying, mm-hmm. and will not be a Pacer for very long.
3: What's said is they were ready to go when that big fight happened with the Pistons. They were
2: yeah.
3: ready yeah. to be a dominant team, and that just yeah. sidetracked them. So there was some bad luck along the way. Is Larry a good golfer?
2: He's, he's not bad. I mean, he hits it a country mile. And but and he plays... I don't know anymore, but he used to play a lot when he played with Boston. I mean, a lot of pro-ams and stuff. And then in the summertime, he would come back to French Lick. And as you know, they got a fantastic Donald Ross course down yeah. there. And that's where we played our conference matches and things in high school. And that's where I played against Larry. So...
3: Over in Fort Wayne at their ballpark, walking into my media area, they have a picture of that golf course, and there's one bunker that looks like oh. if you get down in it to the left of the green, you're like 25 feet below the green.
2: It's a it's a really cool golf. Have you played it, Tim? No. The, the they refer to it as the hill course, but now Is that they where the say senior the, PGA
3: was one. No, that's oh, that's one.
2: Okay. the one that Die built up on top of the hill there, um, and this was a Donald Ross that goes back to the I think the 30s. Um, and they've spent a lot of money over the last few years after Pete did that one course to restore this um, and it's phenomenal layout it's a very difficult golf course but it's a typical Ross design with the you know the the, the turtleback greens and there's one par 5 that is 620 yards long and that's not something recent that originally was the design of it so anyway it's a, if if you're ever down in the French Lick area, uh, it's worth the stop. It's a great golf course, and I wouldn't bother going up the hill because it's. I think it's three hundred fifty bucks to play the the die course.
1: Yeah, they don't do very many rounds. They, they do not. It's um. Well, there's a casino there, right. a resort. I think they use right. it for a lot of their guests for the, mm-hmm. the casino and the resort. So
3: yeah. I would just probably go ahead, pay the extra couple hundred dollars in the flight to go to Pebble Beach. Then <laughs> seriously, yeah. There's only some golf courses I would pay that much for. You know, you got St. Andrews, Pebble Beach, but... Yeah, that ain't one of them. (laughs) I mean, if you had a conversation with a golfer from Florida or California, Mm -hmm. they... Would never have heard of that golf course, right. so then it shouldn't be asking three hundred fifty dollars per round.
2: I know the pros weren't real fond of it but when they played down there. They felt it yeah. was just so penal mm-hmm. that, uh, and they played Monty the he
3: one though, right?
1: Yeah, yeah he number did.
2: Number he won there. Seems and to then be they, a common theme of the senior PGA. <coughs> and this year they're doing a, the Senior
1: LPGA Championship. Is it, there? Are they really? Yeah. Which is good I luck. Yeah.
2: They may never finish. <laughs> it's going to be a tough, tough, tough course. course. Yeah. I mean, it's they're right. all hard for us, Darren. Well, that's very valid. Yeah. It's a very valid point.
3: But sometimes it's nice to be challenged once in a while, just to kind of see where you are. Yeah, I know where I am. (laughs) And I know where I am, too. (laughs) I don't need any reminding of that. So has there been any work between... You and Mr. Fires, no, are at I mean, swing, it, still it, nothing.
2: Well, I, I haven't seen it this year, but there's a pretty good reason. I mean, the weather is, I won't give a lesson if it's under 60 degrees, and Tim won't take a lesson unless it's under or over 60. <laughs> yeah. And it's got to be 80 for him to come out. So yeah, it ain't good. happened yet. That it will. Happened.
3: Yeah. And the beverages have to be below 30 degrees.
2: Yeah, yeah, good point. We need that temperature <laughs> differential between what you're <laughs> drinking and what the ambient temperature is. And we've not reached that yet.
3: You know, the tough part playing high school golf in Illinois we worked all summer to get better. And then our season was in the fall. Same so like, here. Yeah, so it's, I always thought it was kind of unfortunate. I guess there's no great way to do it. But when you work all year, you get into October yeah. and usually right around my birthday was regionals and sectionals and you had to wear gloves Yeah. and you had to wear a stocking cap. And it just kind of felt like you have I, so much to deal with. You know, you you're not focusing just on golf. You got to pick up the gloves. You got to pick up this. Yeah, but, it, it's but Darren, think
2: about this. I mean, it's a spring sport here, and the it, same. You were saying it's a spring sport. Oh yeah, it's fall in Illinois. It's fall. I'd much rather be that because at least you get a few rounds in mm-hmm. where it's warm. But, These kids, this spring. I mean, they played seven to eight matches, and the uh, sectionals are coming up. And you know what the weather's been like around here. And they have the they come into that from the winter. So. I'm not so sure, I know what you're saying, that you hit a period in the fall when it does get a little dicey. But there's probably a chance that these kids will not play a match with the temp over 70 degrees throughout mm-hmm. the whole season. So,
3: But at the very least, I could go to a facility that has indoor capabilities and I can swing the club. Yeah, that's In true. comfort. So, yeah. Yeah. that would be awfully nice. When is the state tournament in Indiana? May?
2: It's uh, No, June. June is the sectional. Yeah, I guess you're right. It mm-hmm. does go into June. I'll
3: take credit conditions in April and May yeah. to be playing yeah. in the best weather for the most important championships. If you make sectionals. <laughs> like, or
2: or maybe make regionals. Right we there. had
3: regionals was... first, then sectionals. What? Really? Yeah, in Illinois. We go regionals, <coughs> sectionals, and then to the state finals. Okay. And in my high school career, in four years, our golf team went in match play or dual meets 129 and one. <gasps>
2: Oh my wow. goodness.
3: We lost to a double I know who the one school. was. What's that?
2: <laughs> you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, my golf team was so competitive. I would shoot as a junior, 83, 84, would not make the top six. Wow.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's pretty strong. That is.
3: So finally, my senior year, I was a full time travel person and shot 82, 83, something like that. Okay. State finals, yeah, it was a little tougher.
2: Speaking of, speaking of that, I want a shout out to. I'll take uh, my
3: 87 run the second day.
2: Couple of my students, um, yeah. Michael Anthony won the Kepler, which is a is a famous, I guess, in the high school sports. It's a tournament at Morris Park that brings together all the local schools, and Michael was medalist at 73, I think, and Chris Triple, who's another student of mine, shot 79 and was the second in second. So. Oh, My boys dominated the Kepler this year. Congratulations. Well, congratulations to them. It must have been on prom night because I saw a picture on
1: Twitter it, with him in the
2: tux with his mom. Yeah, because you know, he lives right off the course. Mm-hmm. And so he went home, put his tux on, and came back for the presentation. And he had a... <laughs> yeah. So he wasn't trying to big time anymore. He was just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. C- could you imagine?
3: Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine if Colin Montgomery would have been in second place? Can you imagine what he would have said to him? Yeah, good point.
1: Oh. He beat the field by six
2: shots. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's he's a really good player.
3: Very, Very impressive. Kid. Yeah. Well, you would appreciate the fact with our golf team. My senior year, we went to the state finals at Illinois State's golf course. I don't know if you've been there. I think I, D. A. Weibring what, is associated right. with that golf course. Right. And, you know, we didn't play our best golf, but the good news is we had good friends. They were a long way from us. It was Monmouth High School. I mean, you had to shoot 74 to make the top six. They won state every year. Wow. It wasn't even close, but we kicked their tail in cards. So <laughs> if you're going to get your butt beat on the golf course, at least you want to win on the 19th hole, right? Absolutely. Oh, and we did too. We were really good at that. <laughs> So right. you had some company at Notre Dame's Warren this I sure week, did. John Bill stopped you know, by. What's what's his focus right now with the U.S. Senior Open a couple of years away? Well,
2: we retained him and Crenshaw last year to oversee and to direct some of the improvements and modifications we're going to do for the Senior Open, and and bear in mind these aren't things that were necessarily dictated to us by the USGA, but it was recommended that we look at some of these, and it was a, a um, opportunity for us to. Do certain things in the golf course that will benefit us into the future as well as make it more playable and more of a challenge for the senior players. So Bill has um, gave us a number of projects he wanted to look at in terms of you know, fairway modifications, bringing the bunkers closer to the fairway. Which you don't really that's that's a way of putting that you're gonna make the fairways closer to the bunker, basically. So <laughs> um over the over time and the grow in had, had gotten them so far away from the fairway that it wasn't a true core crenshaw design. It used to drive him him and Ben crazy when they would come here and say, You gotta do something about this. Well, we now have the resources to do it thanks to the uh, benefaction of, of Bill Warren and, and core was absolutely thrilled with the stuff that we've done so far it's it's a, a large amount of work that we've completed um, the next step and he my superintendent and I spent the whole day out with him flagging out the new bunkers that are going to go in um, you know as well as some more fairway modifications straightening edges uh, you know a little you almost say cosmetic but they do come into play and some people might not even notice some of the stuff but He's been so supportive, and and coincidentally, him and Crenshaw were on their way to Sand Valley up in Wisconsin, which had their grand opening on Tuesday, um, to a 24-degree wind chill. I oh. talked to to a Bill on Wednesday, I guess it was. Yeah, it's just horrible. But uh, anyway, so they just completed their course there. They're building a par-3 course at Sand Valley, similar to the one they did at Bandon. And then David McClay Kidd is starting the second course uh, at uh, Sand Valley. Uh, he's actually three to four holes in already. So Mike Kaiser's trying to replicate what he did at Bandon. And, and this place is like an hour and a half north of Madison in Wisconsin. So it's way up there. But Dunelands <clears throat> and Cactus. Hmm. They have Cactus on the property. I, I have oh. no clue. But uh, so anyway, back to Bill. Um, we have some more projects. He kind of, he called it his wish list, but we're going to do these things throughout the next year or two. And so anyway, it's great to have his support. And then Ben's coming, I think, in July to kind of throw his two cents in on what he would like to see as well. So it's, it's been a great collaboration, and we're really looking forward to uh, you know, implementing these things. So, yeah. In terms of trees, is uh-huh. there going
3: to be any taken down? Are there any recommendations? Or I guess when the no. USGA comes in, they can kind of R- do what they want. Well,
2: no, they can't. I mean, no. if it's the U.S. Open, it's a totally different thing. This the Senior Open. Don't don't get me wrong; they take it very seriously, but they understand the limitations most golf courses have as far as financial resources. Because I think the typical take for a golf course, if you host the U.S. Open, is in the neighborhood of twelve to fifteen million dollars unfortunately that's not quite what we're planning on doing with the senior open but if they're going if you're going to make that kind of money i think you're a little more willing to do some modification in our case there'll be some select tree removal but most of these trees are not healthy and it has to do with where we're going to stage hospitality areas uh more so than from a playability standpoint one thing we are going to do um you know if you think about it guys and i know Tim. Uh, has the same situation, you know. We we've, we've been open for seventeen years now, and the encroachment of trees mm-hmm. onto the playability of the course, some mm-hmm. of the sight lines as well as the play lines. It's just amazing how you, you it's know. It's like a the, little
1: bit uh, like um, the USGA commercial. Remember that when the when the grandfather was with his grandson. He, he, when I was your age, son. I used to
2: hit it right up over that tree. That's exactly right. Yeah.
1: That's,
2: that's it. And we don't notice it necessarily because we're there every day. But when you get a, a fresh set of eyes, like like core, he's saying, Do you realize, you know, on number nine, for instance, the whole left side on that bar three. Mm-hmm. You can't hit a cut into that green now because the trees have encroached. So there's a substantial amount of pruning that's going to go on more so than removal from a playability standpoint.
3: Oh yeah, that's the hole I hit the road three straight times on. Three well, straight times playing. Yeah.
2: So you can cut. It. I a guess we. Yeah. Right if, if you hit the road and it bounces to the right, that technically that's a cut.
3: Actually, if you pull hook at enough oh, yeah, your spots. Yeah. Good
2: point. <laughs> so anyway.
3: Okay. So let me ask this question. Sure. John, I'll ask you the question, then I'm going to have Tim. Okay. Analyze what okay. you're going to say. All right. So, out of the 18 holes at Notre Dame's Warren, once the USGA gets everything done that they want to get done to the golf course, uh-huh. what hole will have the biggest change that people will notice the first time they get to play it? So, you describe the hole, and then, Tim, you tell me how
2: you think it's going to change the hole and significance. Okay, I tell it. you what hole it is and describe it? Or yes. Just, okay. Yeah. It's got to be 18. And the 18th hole is the one that we lost in the great flood of 2016 16. in August. And we completely rebuilt the hole. Now, the, the the difference is, it's a much firmer fairway now because of the amount of sand we were able to put down. Ah, okay. We put a mile of drainage, internal drainage, underneath that hole, which never really had it. We widened the canal to the left uh, that used to be... Unfortunately, it was wrongly named an environmentally sensitive area. It isn't, so now it's going to be a lateral hazard oh, okay. uh, to the left left side. Well, in 2019, yep. everything is uh, uh, lateral anyway. There's no more such thing as that hazard with the new um, rules. Oh, that's right. You're sure. absolutely right. So, and then the bu- there's a bunker under the big cottonwood tree, uh, as you you know the, where the mound was. Mm-hmm. It's now a bunker. Okay. Uh, off the tee, so. I mean, that's a substantial change. So if you get
1: change. that bunker, you have to hit kind of a punch? Actually, Tim, it,
2: it's it's set up to the side to the point where you'll have a clear shot to the green. Oh, okay. And my, my opinion, and I know Crenshaw felt the same way, and Bill did, um, it's fairer now. Because remember, we had all that tall grass that you could hit a ball middle of the fairway, it would run through, and you could lose it in the side mm. of that or you'd have a buried lie in a bunch of fescue. Yeah. Now it's a, it's a bunker. I know people say well that's that's not a good thing, but as you know Tim, you can at least advance the ball out of a bunker. So most of the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, that was a a major it, it, you know what? It was an act of God that we took advantage of because that hole needed to be drained better, it needed, you know, more, a, a firmer fairway and some other things that we were able to do as a result the fact that it was ruined by the flood.
1: One of the hardest driving holes in South Penn. Yes, right? It, it is. really is.
2: Visually intimidating. Yep. Well, it's even more intimidating now because on the left side across the creek, on the, that left corner there, we have raised that fairway up and peeled the fairway, rolled it over the edge facing the T. So when you stand on the T now and we've cleaned the area up, you couldn't see the water. Mm-hmm. You knew it was over there. You right. co- now you can see that plus the canal on the, the left side it's it gives you more of a reason to hit it out to the right and end up in the bunker so i visually it'll change too so all
3: right brandle chamblee
1: what yeah.
2: do you think <laughs> what am i thinking
3: what's the question again oh, <laughs> just what do you think about the changes
1: mm. no it sounds good i mean i think you know that's is uh, it a
3: tougher hole is it simpler I
1: don't, I don't have to i'd have to see it i mean yeah, it's right. a pretty darn tough hole to begin with but, yes it yeah. is. um to john's point i mean if it's uh I mean, everybody bails right on that hole. I mean, that's yeah, that's really yeah. how the hole's designed. If we ever it, lose the cottonwood tree, uh, yeah, that hole's, holes going to lose a lot of its teeth. That's right. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, to hit a good drive there, if you hit a good drive there, you can get in a really good position. you got right. a chance to make a birdie, but um, it's a hard hole to drive. Now
2: hole. that now that Tim owns a golf course, the part of that he'll appreciate is that hole was our our, our worst hole when it came to moisture. You know mm-hmm. the other holes could be pretty well dry, but any type of rain event, you know, it was cart path only. Yep. and as Tim knows, that can impact your your playability and enjoyability of the golf course. So that it's from an operational standpoint, it solves some issues too. okay, so
3: let's ask a hypothetical. All right, Tim, you can play or pass the question. <laughs> this is like a hundred thousand dollar pyramid.
2: If minus any money, right?
3: yeah, okay let, let forgo- let's yeah. just let's just pretend hypothetically Not- speaking, you have a flooded blackthorn, and if one hole could get flooded that you could have huh. the redo, like John just talked yeah. about, what hole would it be? And do you know how you would change it? Boy, well, that's a player pass. Well, no, I'll play. <laughs> I clearly have
1: favorite holes and holes. I mean, first of all, I'd say our 18th hole is the same thing with yeah. John. Our, yep. down that valley on your. Third shot on 18 is a mess. We've yeah. put drainage in. We've done where it's on a top-dressing program now. We, we're doing everything we can, but it's still, still great moisture. Hole,
3: yeah, so It's the low point of the golf course, isn't it? It pretty much is, yeah. yep. I just like the contour of the green for the shot. And oh, no, I mean, it's the, a fantastic. When, that ball, the, when the flag's down left yeah. and you can hit it to the right and it rolls down, it just, it just has that... It kind of has that master's feel that you you watch uh, on TV. No, it's you know? a great
2: hole, but if you look at the topography, everything drains down to that landing area mm-hmm. in front of the green. Everything rolls down there and I know exactly what Tim's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I think the hole that if
1: if there was a redesign of a hole would be number five. Um, it's yep. just not a good golf hole for a couple reasons. Number one Which I know one reason. <laughs> the big tree in the middle is one thing, which is fine, yeah. but there's not enough fairway. Uh, around that tree, you can hit a shot right down the middle of the left side of that tree, which is the way most people go. Right. And you, you're you in the rough. And the, we, the reason we can't make that fairway yeah. is the irrigation, the way that is mm-hmm. there, That we would never be able to get it irrigated enough to, to hmm. grow the bent grass. So in my in my opinion, I would have loved to see them take that green and put it behind. If you go back behind that green, there's, a, uh, there's not really water mm-hmm. in it, but it's a ditch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, they, oh, and wow. they put the green all the way back by the sixth tee box. Right. Um, oh wow. Yeah. Make it, a par, make five. it make a par five. And then turn number seven into a par four. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Because because we've had we built another tee box on five mm-hmm. that we took our regular everyday men's tee and moved it forward on that hole. Yeah. Um, because it was just too hard. People were hitting driver three wood underneath a tree to a green that's the size of yeah, a postage yeah. stamp with bunkers all around it. I mean, it was
2: just no, not... I, I don't old. disagree. I know. And that hole, traditionally... Is the one you have roped off after rain events? I don't know if that's changed. But it's changed a lot. Okay, we put new irrigation in there okay. on six and five, and
1: it's really helped out a lot. But, but it was get, always you wet. get
2: the canopy of that tree is so large, like Tim said, you can't grow anything but bluegrass underneath it. Mm-hmm. And I think if you could, if you had bent all the way around that, it's a mm-hmm. totally different hole. Yep. Yeah. And if it's a par five and you hit no, it, you got to hit the layup yeah. anyway. Who cares?
1: Yeah. But for for the average golfer to be hitting a three wood into that green, it's a good green too. I like the, oh, the yeah. slope of the green. But it's not—it's uh, not receptive to a three wood. Well, now that you to. own it, Tim, you can pretty well do what you want. So uh, yeah, but then I got to think about the what's it going to cost me to move that hole, and am I ever going to get my money back? To what do about
3: that? let's let's get creative here? Okay, since we're in the sports business, yeah. Why don't we have a title sponsor for the hole, like so and so Stadium? It could be ABC Hardware's seventh hole.
2: Uh huh. <laughs> That's a good idea. I mean, he's making so much money anyway. I could think he would just go out of his operating cash and build a new hole. It's that simple. Oh, gosh.
1: Got a lot of mouths to feed, John.
3: I can see the big banner next to the trees. ABC Hardware brings you this seventh hole.
2: Believe me, if Tim thought it would work, he would do it. That's right.
3: And you know what? The tree doesn't bother me anymore. I think it's just...
2: That's part of what the golf course is. (laughs) I
3: aim at it and you never hit it. You know, I have never hit it. I'm not kidding. I've never hit it. Really? For whatever reason. It's just, you just kind of aim at it because I'm not good enough to hit it straight, you know? Push it or pull it and you're fine. That's right. When I aim for the pin, (laughs) it doesn't do me any good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so just aim one way or the other, and eventually maybe the ball <laughs> will get there. So, well,
2: this has been a great show. It has. I mean, it's we have amazing. done nothing on the script so far. <laughs> and people are like listening and saying, "When's this thing gonna get going? <laughs> <laughs> What's this got to do about Started. golf?" Well, let me point this out: we're halfway through the show already. Are we? Real? Yeah. Well, we've been taping. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just hit record before the show, and if mm. anything good happens, I edit it in. Like, there you go. The story you were telling earlier that will be in the show actually. Okay. a little later on. Got. You just don't know it
2: yet. I <laughs> certainly hope not.
3: All right, can I sneak in one more topic? Sure. Gosh, this segment... We're going to set the record, by the way. We're 23 minutes in. Excellent. So let's just blow away the okay. record. So a couple of weeks ago, before the golf show started, Lexi Thompson, major championship, got dinged for improperly marking her golf ball in a major that cost her the championship. So as you've watched the video and you've watched all the commentary, just just any thoughts on... Do you think she was actually trying to cheat on a short putt by moving the ball forward? Or was it just her making an honest mistake that I assume happens more than we probably understand in a
2: golf tournament? The rules have nothing to do with intent. It's it's what the action is. So regardless of whether it was intentional or non-intentional, she did violate the rule. Now, we can argue all day long as to the way that that was detected and reported. Which I think was wrong, and I think they've taken steps to address that. And Tim, I know you have some feelings about it. Yeah,
1: I think, well, number one, it was a major championship. It's not Mm -hmm. like it was just a a regular stop on tour. She's a popular American player. Mm -hmm. So I think that there was an automatic um, um, feeling of um, um, support for her in that way. Um, I think that, to John's point, it's right, intent is not how... Mm-hmm. Uh, the rules of golf work. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the ability though and golf being am I you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. golf literally being the only sport that a viewer can call in and, yeah. and make an outcome on the, on, the, on the thing. You can't call the NFL and say that guy right. you know did this it's just it's crazy. So right. I think that rule has changed and they made that, that change. The big issue I have with the rules of golf and, and what happened here, is, is not the two-shot penalty. And I don't think she would have had as much of an issue right. with the two-shot penalty. Right. Hey, you did this. Well, I didn't mean to do it, but you did it okay. It's a penalty. It's, it's a game of integrity. Okay, yeah. I'll take the penalty. But to give her another two-shot penalty for signing the incorrect scorecard, to, in my mind, is a part that's just... I, I couldn't religious.
2: agree more. I mean, she didn't know it was an incorrect scorecard. Yeah. Uh, well, can you uh, sign Again, I know that was an, its intent doesn't come into it, but when she signed her scorecard, It was correct. A penalty had not been um, imposed on her at that point. The penalty was imposed the next day. Right. And so, my opinion, she signed a correct scorecard. Now, that has been addressed in the uh, recommended rule change for the RNA and the USGA Mm -hmm. as to that signing an incorrect scorecard. Another issue I have is one of the time that it was done. And one could argue that the person that reported this was not a Lexi Thompson fan. Maybe they like the other person she was competing against, and therefore, I'm thinking I'm going to wait a day, and they'll slap her with an extra two for mm-hmm. signing a incorrect scorecard. And so, it's just absolutely ludicrous to allow a viewer on TV to call into question anything that happened on a golf course where there are plenty of rules officials, and as Tim said, it's self-policing.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, fun, and it, it happened... 35 other times throughout the I'm week I'm sure it did on,
2: on the players that weren't televised yeah.
1: I mean how often I mean, we mark our ball and you know granted the greens they're playing are pretty pure and they're pretty good right. but there's a lot of times when we're playing you mark your ball and you can't get it to the same well, spot that is rolls, true it's, it's tough to get that is you true. Know, you get stationary. So you know you move it a little yeah. bit I mean how much I know. You know are you really gaining by that and it wasn't like you know
2: she moved it I also have played with guys that uh, clearly cheat yeah and, yeah
1: you know, mark the they ball. They mark it and th- six <laughs> times,
2: an inch ahead of where, <laughs> right. and before you know it, they got a tap yeah, in. It's right. like, yeah, pick it up. I've seen yeah. that move too, but uh-huh. this was
1: not that, in my opinion, by at all. Let Should not have ask- been four shot, two shot at the most, but even that was ridiculous. Yeah.
2: Let me ask this question Should intent be a factor? I don't think you can legislate intent, you know? Then you have to determine whether they meant to do it or not.
3: It's like an umpire in baseball. Did he intend to hit the batter on purpose or not? And that's a factor in the decision. That's why I bring it up. No,
2: I understand. Yeah. That's a a different situation in terms of the health of a player, (laughs) I think. You know. (laughs) But it's like a face mask call. I mean, in football, I didn't mean to grab the guy's face mask. I
1: was just trying to tackle him. That's
2: true. So, I don't know. I mean, I think they're addressing it, like Tim said, which is good. Uh, But unfortunately for her, her, you know, a little bit too late. Too little, too late. So. Okay.
3: Viewers have the power. They Not can vote on The Voice, and they can change <laughs> golf tournaments. Well,
2: you know, that's kind of what it's become.
3: It is. I wish during the 85 World Series I could have called in and said, Don <laughs> Dinkinger's dead wrong because the Royals wouldn't have won the World Series. Not that I'm bitter or anything. but my childhood. Holy. You remember the call I'm talking about? No. No. Oh, well, was... I'll show it to you during the break. <laughs> anyway. Well, you have it on he's, your he's younger fault. than me, I think. I I'll say,
1: how do you remember that? I was like 11 years old. <laughs>
3: I was 14. Well, it was Uh my team in game six of the World Series in the ninth inning, ready to win, and a blown call kind of changed everything.
2: Uh Well, against the Cardinals, correct? It was was against the Cardinals. That's why it doesn't bother me. (laughs) And I don't remember
3: it. See, I got to admit, I mean, he's a huge Reds fan, yeah. John is. I looked, I looked at the standings of the other day. And, cause uh-huh, the Reds oh. all got up to this fast start, and oh, yeah. they dropped the last one. Well, at least the world's back to order now. Oh, uh, wait Does a minute. I, mean? believe,
2: I believe uh, on Wednesday they scored like 12 runs, though, which is a good week for them normally. So
3: They're playing good.
2: They're, they're playing good they're considering what they got to work with.
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: Hopefully so that means they're going to have to sell off a few more players because they're playing way too well. So let's see if we can get rid of them.
3: Good luck getting rid of Otto with that.
2: Well, deal. he's got quite a contract.
3: Oh. Though. Yeah. Ugh, killer. I know. All right. John Foster, Tim Firestone, Darren Pritchett, the golf show here on WSBT Radio. Last week, we took a tour of the Blackthorn Pro Shop. We're going to go to Notre Dame's Warren and find out what's new that's next on WSBT. Welcome back to the golf show on WSBT Radio, along with John Foster, the general manager at Notre Dame's Warren, Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn, our program brought to you by those two great facilities. I'm Darren Pritchett. We're going to the pro shop at Notre Dame's Warren this week to find out what's new in the pro shop. So let's talk about the big stick first. What type of drivers? What do you have new in that area? Before you get into this, I
1: think the question should be what's new in John's office. (laughs) That would be a better segment.
2: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) No, I'm afraid we can't go there. (laughs) There is a lot new in there. 1978 vintage. Hopefully the thing that isn't new is the occupant. (laughs) And every time I leave, that's my fear when I go back. What are you doing sitting in my chair?
3: We have breaking news. We'll get to that in a second.
2: Go (laughs) ahead. Okay. No, uh, Tideless, this, this is the every other year for their woods. And I know that's a misnomer. I guess metals. And they changed up a couple years ago. And the hybrids used to come out with the three wood. And the driver. And now they've had the hybrid come out when they launch the irons, which makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. because that's an iron replacement. Um, and so many people are going to hybrid in lieu of, say, a three, four, and sometimes a five iron. So they have the um, uh, 917 drivers out. They've made a bit of a change in terms of the weight distribution. You can now, there's an insertable weight that goes across the breadth of the club that you can weight one side or the other. To give you, um, you know, if, more of a, you know, toe heavy or heel heavy. And then they have the loft <laughs> adjustment as they did before. Uh, and also the face adjustment. So there's three ways to go with that, um, which some people like. I personally just keep it at standard. Um, but so it's it's more of that thing that's changed about him. I mean, in terms of the feel, I will say, though, I don't know if you've hit one yet, Tim. I have not. A- the the, the tideless trademark for years at least. It felt really solid when you hit it. They had a bore through shaft, which gave you a real solid feel as opposed to, let's say, the Cobra when it came out. You get that hollow feel. Uh, even TaylorMade has a little bit of that feel. Well, Tideless went away from that and their their drivers, you kind of got that feel that it was hollow. Before They've gone back and this feels really solid. When you hit it, you'd swear, okay, that's a solid head. I'm hitting, and some people like it, some people don't. I happen to like it, that they've gone back to it. So, um, you know, we've got a full array of them. We've got, um, you know, the the cool thing about this is adjustability of uh, the club. We can, you know, we'll take eight shafts out there with you if you're trying out a driver. We also have um, a trackman. I say trackman because we have two trackmans uh, that we can put you on that will give you the spin rate, uh, the launch angle, the launch speed, the ball speed—I mean, all swing speed—that is really essential anymore if you're going to fit somebody into a driver. And that normally is dictated by the shaft as well as the loft of the club. So all those variables, we can test out while you actually hit balls and find for you the perfect combination of launch speed, spin, uh, and angle of uh, ascent that you can get, you know, with drivers. So the 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 fitting of drivers and irons has become almost uh, standard anymore. Mm -hmm. I think you see it too, Tim, which is great. I mean, we have all the tools to do it, um, but it's rare that anybody comes in anymore and just orders a stock set of of irons. You know, as long as the service is available, why not take advantage of it? So from a hard good standpoint, and then the, the Pro V1 has changed this year in the Pro V1X. They've kind of flipped it to where the X now is a higher flying ball, Uh, and the Pro-V is lower trajectory. That's just the opposite of the way they used to promote it. I I don't pretend to know the reasoning behind it. I sometimes (laughs) think it's changed for the sake of change, uh, because they like to change the ball configuration every couple years, too. So, either way, I've always been a big fan of Pro-Vs, regardless of what you call it or what the attributes are. I've always played, you know, just the Pro-V. So... The hard good side, we're all Titleist, but we we can get other clubs. But as far as the demos, and we also have trial sets where you can come out, play a full set of new irons and Titleist uh, Woods metals, uh, on us. So, uh, you know, we've got everything you need, If you're especially if you're a Titleist yep. fan. And on the flip side, as far as the apparel, we've got about a quarter of the shop now dedicated to the Senior Open Apparel. Um... We're, as you all know, I think we're a huge Under Armour uh, account because of the affiliation the university has with Under Armour. And I will say, I wasn't crazy about Under Armour golf apparel three years ago when we first started this relationship. Just because I was a guy in my 50s who, I think most of their stuff was built for you know, younger mm. people. They've, they've They've adapted, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looks good on... Their guys. Uh, you oh, know, I
3: have my Under Armour shirt on. I thought you were talking about me looking very very that, good. Uh, right exactly.
2: Now. So no, I've, they've come a long way as far as golf apparel goes. And we also have a you know Cutter and Buck and um, uh, Antigua or other you know lines of ours. But we've got a full house of inventory. You know we uh, we found out a long time ago if you don't have it on the floor you can't sell it. So. Uh, Please help us get some of this stuff off the so, floor. So,
3: final question on U.S. Mm-hmm. Open senior gear at this particular yeah. time. Just some example of the things: shirts, hats, balls. No, no, tees.
2: we, no, we have, actually we haven't gone into you know, logoing the balls yet okay. or tees as well. But we do have the hats, shirts, wind shirts, jackets uh, from both uh, nice. PGA, which is in a head product, as well as Under Armour right now. But that's going to continue to expand as we get closer uh, to the championship.
3: Use those demo clubs at Blackthorne and Warren. That's the best piece of advice. That's what's happening at Notre Dame's Warren's Pro Shop. We'll take a break. The golf show continues next on WSBT. The golf show presented by Blackthorne and Notre Dame's Warren on WSBT Radio. Darren Pritchett, John Foster, Tim Firestone with you. Last week, the PGA Tour hosted its first team event in 36 years. Cameron Smith and Jonas Blixt won the title in a four-hole playoff. Did you like it? Should they do more of this?
1: Loved it. Yeah, I think the players loved it. I think it was exciting. It was different. It was new. And um, some of those tournaments get lost in a shuffle, you know. know. And I mean, good for them for uniqueness. Yeah, for trying to. I don't think you
2: want to. I don't want to see more of it, though. I think you know one event a year is is good. Um, I really think they ought to rethink the venue. And I understand sponsors are located. You know, it's Zurich Insurance, which is located in New Orleans, but. Man, weather is such a challenge down there. Every I saw year. a
1: tweet come out from the uh, from uh, one of the sports writers um, about the the things that always happen that week, and one of them is something like crawfish and shrimp <laughs> in the in the media tent and um, 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 mandatory evacuations <laughs> of the
2: media center. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It is just so frustrating. Just and from a broadcaster standpoint, I'm oh, sure it drives CBS crazy. Yeah.
3: And that's the shame of the tournament in Memphis too. A lot of times. It's a great tournament, St. Jude, and they just run into weather trouble, it seems like, every single year. Speaking of uniqueness, we only have a few seconds. You know a tournament I miss? It was one time a year, the Stableford scoring system. It was different. It was fun. The guys
2: could go for it and not worry about huge penalties. And talk about lightning. (laughs) Well, true. Yeah, they had their weather issues, too. I mean, that was absolutely (laughs) horrible. No, I I like that as well.
3: Plus, you were above sea level. The ball flew farther. It was kind of like a home run derby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. But it's gone. I don't know what happened to it. Did Probably they lose sponsorship? Sponsorship, or? yeah.
1: yeah. It's all true. about the dollars. They'll go play anywhere if someone was writing a check. Yeah, That's a good point.
3: That's a valid point. Just like you guys.
2: <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. You're saying we'll go anywhere and play? or oh. they, we, Our golf <laughs> courses are writing checks to get people to come and play.
3: I was saying if someone said, hey, come play my yeah. course and oh. here's 100 bucks," yeah. you will go play. It wouldn't sure. take a
2: hundred for me. <laughs> Jeez, that would top. That would double my career <laughs> earnings.
3: Boy, we can tell we're trying to grow golf here. Here, I'll give you a hundred bucks to come play. No thanks. It's uh, too much. All right. Oh, it's too much. Yeah. What's coming up at these two courses? That's next on WSBT. Tim, what's coming up at Blackthorne? Hopefully, the rain goes away and we're open for
1: business. Um, just regular play right now. We're getting into uh, of course in really good shape. We aerated two weeks ago. Greens bounced back uh, tremendously, and. Um, Black card's still available for sale, and um, come on out and play.
3: Phone number, 232-GOLF.
2: John at Notre Dame's Horn. Yeah, well, it was an anomaly, but we didn't get any rain this week. Everybody else in the area got two to three inches, but we're bone dry. The ball runs a long way, so come on out and play. And the phone number, Darren, is 631-GOLF.
3: That's the Golf Show on WSBT South Bend.